0: 8 to 10 PM, The Viewpoint with Asraf Gada. The Viewpoint
1: with Asraf Gada. Right, we're going to talk Zimbabwe. So we'll have the podcast up of that uh, of that very interesting discussion. And I think people are very divided in, in terms of people agree completely with the chief and others disagree. We'll have a podcast of that up tomorrow. The show is called The Viewpoint. It is just about that. It's not about who's right. It's about what's the viewpoint. And you clearly have yours as well. Let me just check out some other um, tweets. Uh, We've had some tweets as well. Hashtag SFM Viewpoint. So uh, Mulaudzi uh, saying, which land is Mr. Malambo talking about? Which free to the people from the people. People are suffering, including youth, to get a piece of land to start a little business. Traditional leaders own the land, not promotional to constitution. They sell it and benefit out of it. Painful according to that one. Someone called introvert I think it's Saipatzi, VSL saying most traditional leaders were undermined after 1994 except for a select few that were aligned to the ruling party. Your guest is so arrogant. Does offer does offer any viable arguments? Maybe it does or does not. I'm not sure what you mean by that. What about those black people who don't have traditional leaders? Um, and then Sephiroth Gareth, Gareth, uh, Duke of Kimberley Tweeting saying traditional leaders should be an extension of government and assist where government can't reach, not being a law unto themselves. Uh, and then another one will democratically traditional leaders don't own land. Land is for people. Problem is one people don't have the rights to own their land. They can't even buy and stand to stay. They don't benefit out of it. Tribal leaders are benefiting on the land. It's people are suffering hard time there's a whole lot more as well check it out hashtag sfm viewpoint can't read all right now i'm afraid but i will certainly go through all of them and i appreciate you giving your thoughts some people critical of the chief others are saying critical of me to say why am i interjecting him he's a chief there's a certain decorum in dealing with a tribal leader uh well you're entitled clearly to your own opinion sfm viewpoint continue with uh, your thoughts let's talk zimbabwe now And there's a big election, a very important election. uh, My understanding is uh, the first election uh, for Zimbabwe with uh, Robert Mugabe not standing. That means that country has only ever known an election where he has stood as the leader of Zimbabwe. And they've never appointed anybody else outside of him being the leader of the country. So to what degree is all of this going to change we shall see about that. So let's talk about Zimbabwe. We'll get to our guest in just a moment. In fact, we do. We I just want to connect with the guest. We do have him on the line, uh, and that's Dr. William, Dr. William Impofo, who's an African uh, political analyst. Dr. Impofu, good chatting to you. Thank you.
2: Good evening.
1: Good evening, indeed. Right. So we've got a few weeks to go to that uh, election, June what, July thirtieth, right? Uh, perhaps let's start at the very end. here. What's What's going to happen on the thirty first of July?
2: Um, there is every sign that uh, Zimbabwe might be, after all, uh, Africa's next uh, trouble spot. And uh, the reason why I'm saying that is um, all the signs uh, have presented themselves. That explosion at the rally of uh, ZANU PF, where about two people are reported dead. Mm -hmm. Uh, That coup uh, in November last year and the elections themselves that are approaching. Already, uh, when you have that scale of political violence and that uh, transition from um, politics to war or to militarism, you have a recipe uh, for disaster once you have all those sectors combined. You have a a security sector in the country that has been politicized, that is involved in party politics, and where bombs have started exploding, and where political leaders have been assassinated like Solomon Mujuru, and where uh, political leaders like Mukabe have been toppled by the army. All the ingredients of a political catastrophe are in place. And so to talk about Zimbabwe and democratic elections in the present moment is to practice a practical oxymoron. Those two factors do not go together. So Zimbabwe is in a fragile, uh, scary, and quite alarming uh, condition uh, uh, in Africa, as we speak in the present. All right,
1: what a way to start a show! I'm sure people are saying, "Wow, I have an opinion on that." Well, give me your viewpoint. Oh eight nine one one zero four two zero seven. My guest, Dr. William Mpofu, amongst many others, suggesting all the ingredients of a political catastrophe are in place. What does it mean to you as a South African? What does it mean to you as a person on the African continent? What does it mean to you if you're a Zimbabwean living in this country or listening from Zimbabwe right now? All the ingredients of a political catastrophe are in place, and we're talking about something that is like three weeks or so uh just about from now. What does that really mean? So give me a call, 0891-104-207. Tweets, as always, welcome. SFM Viewpoint, if you're tweeting, tag me, Ashraf Garda and SFM Radio, and you can uh, SMS us as well, 40938. So if all the ingredients... Uh, of a political catastrophe are in place, Dr. William Impofu. Uh The obvious question to ask uh, would be: What? What can we do to change the ingredients? Uh, three weeks away from the big party, and I'm thinking about a a party where, where the cake is all wrong, and you try and very quickly try and change the ingredients. What can be done in the next three weeks so that those ingredients for a catastrophe are removed and replaced with ingredients for something far more enjoyable? Dr. Impofo, you there? I'm listening. Yes, I I was saying your your thoughts. How how do we replace those catastrophe ingredients with ingredients that are far more pleasing?
2: Uh, What I can say uh, is that uh, the world, uh, Africa and Zimbabwe, should not pitch their hopes high and should abandon optimism. Uh, there is something uh, in philosophy uh, a, a, a dialectic of illusion and reality what we have been sold right now is an illusion that there was a, a, a strategic benevolent transfer of power from robert mkabe to emerson mnangako mm-hmm. within zanu pf that is an illusion uh the reality is that power in Zimbabwe, was violently seized from Robert Mkabe, uh, who was himself a violent politician, by the army uh, using a puppet uh, uh, president in the shape, the name, and the form of Emerson Mnangagwa, which, uh, in reality, not in illusion, is what is called a coup d'etat. And that coup d'etat. There's been called many names, Balevonet, Transfer of Power,
1: Mm.
2: uh, Restoring the Legacy, and all sorts of names. These guys are desperate for legitimacy internationally and regionally. But the truth is that it's a coup, and these elections are just a legitimacy-seeking strategy. But the coup remains a coup, and that bomb at White City Stadium was a symptom, a manifestation and a demonstration and a spectacular uh, performance of the coup. So the coup is going to show its colors eventually. So these elections are a ceremony, a ritual, that is being used to try and seek legitimacy by a military junta. So let not the world fool itself or be fooled by circumstances. We have heard and we have a coup in progression in Zimbabwe. And more bombs, uh, more surprises more political violence is going to manifest and let's not be post political we are still dealing with political violence that is taking place in zimbabwe so the first step towards um undoing what has been done and democratizing the undemocratic situation is to be true to ourselves and to the situation A coup has taken place and the process of taking place in Zimbabwe as we
1: speak to. And And your point about a coup has taken place. uh, Yes, we're certainly aware of of what happened at that time and some were saying it's not a coup. Others are clearly saying we'll talk about the role of the army just now. But, But has SADAC... Called it a coup. Has as President Ramaphosa called it a coup? Is as uh, the leader of South Africa and the chair of of SADC, and has the African Union called it a coup? And and the United Nations ha- have they pronounced it as a coup?
2: That is the problem because they have all bought themselves and been bought into the illusion, into the pretense, and into the performance of something else, not a coup. But in actuality it's a coup and this coup started long back before even Mugabe was deposed from power the assassination of people like solomon mujuru uh, and that genocide long back there this army uh, has for a long time been appropriated by factions by parties uh, by individuals and been used in politics uh, to make political decisions Uh, to force electoral results like it happened in 2008, uh, to take a a national army and use it as a private army in the DRC to secure mining contracts for powerful politicians and business people. So this coup has been happening over a period of time and is going towards its explosion. To the extent that uh, people like Emerson Nangoka that appear to be in charge are just puppets, tokens, and um, symbols that are representing certain powerful uh, army uh, and tycoon individuals that are in charge of the country as we speak. And these are people that were never trained to be political leaders or administrative leaders, but guerrillas that have taken over the country. And this is a build-up to another genocide in Zimbabwe, as these guys are going to finish each other off, uh, persecute citizens, and perpetuate political violence. These are people who need to be held out of the situation and out of themselves. That's why I insist that all the ingredients in Zimbabwe are there for a political catastrophe. And another genocide. Because you have got people that were never trained to lead countries, but were trained to fight uh, uh, military struggles, pretending to be political leaders and masquerading as Democrats, and masquerading as change-makers, and masquerading as revolutionaries when they are actually reactionaries. You've got criminals pretending to be judges. You've got offenders pretending to be liberators. And that is actually a political and a historical climate that is ready for a catastrophic uh, explosion.
1: Okay, we're going to get callers 0891 104207. We're talking Zimbabwe. My guest, Dr. William Imporfo, will get further guests on this issue as well. And I want your opinion 0891 104207. Hashtag SFMViewpoint if you are tweeting as well. Ernest, we'll get to you in a moment.
0: Afternoon Express is your weekly dose of lifestyle inspiration, engaging conversation, and the best entertainment the African continent has to offer. Join us every Monday to Friday from 4.30 to 5.30 p.m. on SABC3 for an hour of celebrity guests, culinary inspiration, live musical performances and meaningful discussions on a range of topics that affect all South Africans. Join the conversation with Afternoon Express on SABC3. Ashraf now,
1: 0891-104-207. Lots of thoughts on Zimbabwe. Let's get Ernest's opinion from Cape Town. Ernest, go ahead, hello.
2: Hi, Ashraf. Thank yep. you. Thank you for taking my call.
3: Pleasure. Um, go ahead.
2: Okay, um, I
3: actually concur with the the uh, previous caller, uh, especially when it comes to the call. Uh, one thing that you need to get straight is that there was a call. There was a call. The only thing that sanitizes the core is that Everybody else wanted Mugabe to go. So if there is a coup and the person that the coup is against, But he was also
1: President Mugabe's right-hand man, was he not?
3: He was his right-hand man exactly, and the thing that Mugabe sold. Mugabe sold the country completely, and and there is nothing that he can do to try and restore the country. He was with him when Mugabe sold Zimbabwe, so there is nothing that we can do to try and sanitize the government.
1: That's your opinion He has no clue how to run the country So who then has a clue to run the country, Ernest?
3: They want to introduce technology the ict policy is amazing which which actually uh, when you listen to general chuenga the vice president of the the country right now he, he
0: actually is
3: called it off he loved it off and say you know the blade trains uh the spaghetti roads it's not really something that you think it can be done you know uh so in other ways they're substituting in into into a a a, a very old country which cannot really live into the if if, if we talk about...
1: Clueless about running the country. That's one opinion. Now you may have another opinion completely. In fact, anybody listening in from Zimbabwe, from South Africa, from, but who's originally from Zimbabwe uh, or, or, or South African or from any other country who feels this narrative that it was a coup is just a lot of nonsense, that in fact it was the will of the people. Yes, they, they, they may have pushed the army to remove a, a ruler who many people believe is a despot and should not have been there anyway. So what are we being critical about the coup? Does anybody believe that that's the narrative and, and that the Manangagwa, who is there now, is there for a very good reason? Yes, he was part of, of the ZANU-PF, but overall, we'd rather tolerate him. He's okay. He's far better than uh, Robert Mugabe. But the more important one going on is what's going to happen to the election? What role would the army then play? Uh, what's the opposition like? And- terms of what's the opposition like what does zanu pf do about the opposition And i say that uh repeating the oft-repeated phrase which is many of the elections were allegedly rigged over the years that's that's a narrative we've heard i'm not saying i know enough about it we've heard that so what's going to happen this time around chapo from Polokwane, go to go ahead give me your thoughts
0: Hi, Ashraf, how are you?
1: I'm very good indeed. Good to hear from you, Seppel. Good,
0: good. good. I, I mean, it's my first time calling, and I really like the to topic that you're discussing. I just want to put in my two cents' uh, opinion. Go ahead. Uh, mm. Yeah. Look, I think, I, think, I think for me, I, I agree uh, largely with, with the sentiment uh, from, from, from your guest. However, I think that the problem for me uh, is that his argument is mainly based on the fact uh, that it was a coup right? And I think, like you said, I think we all know, well, some people accept it as a coup. I definitely accept it as a coup. But I don't think that's necessarily a problem, because I think there's been coups, I- even across the continent, that have really led to, to some sort of dispensation that has been accepted by the people. I mean, Burkina Faso, for example, is a good example. So so I think in Zim, the coup, the, the coup was required uh, in, in order for the country to move forward. However, I think my my my, my opinion uh, on 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 the matter is that what what I tend to see is that uh, in in, in Zim, uh we're talking about uh, the, the first the election since Mugabe left, and I think that's an mm. important development. And I feel that the South African uh, media, uh, in general, as, as 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 the big brothers of of of, of Africa, as I can call it that, we're not really playing. A big role in terms of coverage, because I mean the elections are a good three weeks away.
1: Yeah, yeah. And yeah.
0: yet uh, it's not dominating. It's not. It's not. It's not dominating our TV screens. Do you know what I mean? It's not dominating the conversations on radio. And I feel that if 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 we can get it right, and and, and if we if we if we support our our brothers and in, in terms of media coverage, what's going on there, and put our resources there, then I think that we can avert. Uh, so some of the, the 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 wrongs that are likely to occur. Okay, as, as, as your, as your case, well, why don't you raise uh, something raise that's it.
1: important? Is is the coverage of Zimbabwe not? Consistent with how important Zimbabwe is to to South Africa, to Africa yeah. and our neighbours, you believe it clearly is not. Bennett, thanks for that call. Uh, I'm yeah. glad therefore that we certainly uh rather Tepo, thanks for that call. I'm glad that we certainly are doing uh just that, giving the discussion of, of good forty five minutes of understanding what's really going on in Zimbabwe. I'll get back to my guest in a minute, Dr. Impofa. Bennett, go ahead from Limpopo. Hello. Hi,
4: uh, how are you doing, sir?
1: Mm. Very good, Bennett. Go ahead.
4: Yeah. Um I'm calling in from Hospert. Um I'm very happy um and I'm very much uh, interested in the programme that you're talking about. Um I spoke to I spoke to one military guy who had come from Zimbabwe for a military training here in in West Um I think two weeks um to, to the Codita. Um I'll call it a Codita because um according to what the, the, the military officer told me, um the military were were, were feeling the heat but then they were they were, you know, taken care of properly by, by, by the Mugabe government. So they, they didn't have that, you know, they didn't have that zeal to, to push for the call. But then when the people, when the, the ordinary Zimbabwean people said that, no, we, we are suffering enough, let, let us, you know, call for the, for the military to, to intervene, because they, they became the only sort of, of, of hope. For them, so I think that it was a coup cool d'etat. But then you don't expect the African, you know, you don't expect SADC to 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 term it as, as a coup cool d'etat because if you look at what is happening elsewhere on the continent, it is exactly what is what is what is happening in Zimbabwe. Uh, if you take my country for instance, I come from Ghana. Um, the, the 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 current government, what it is doing right now, if the military is not paid properly. Um, by, by this government. Obviously, they can take guns and, and remove our government because they are wasting money, whereas millions of people are living in absolute poverty. If you look at uh, your, your, your very Museveni, what he's doing, clearly the African continent is messed up and we need the military. Just, just like what happened in, 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 in the past. in the past. Because Africa is becoming a failed continent and we need people who stand up on their, on their toes and say, we need equity and justice for the African people. We are Suffering, and we need, especially we, the youth of, of of Africa, we need help. We need help, and we need jobs as well. Thank you so much.
1: Okay, got that. There we are. We need jobs. We certainly need. <coughs> Perhaps that's where we're going to move on to to the future. So, so, Doctor William Mpofa, I'm going to get to another guest just now, but let's let's get you to wrap up now. Um, in terms of what do you, outside that that scenario you painted about a political catastrophe, are in place, right? Would you then say that the that the election really is not an election? It doesn't matter, you know, who's going to be the front runners and that sort of thing. Is it just uh, just a waste of time?
2: Yeah, like I said, uh, it's an illusion. Um, Look at the supposed liberator. This is Emerson Mnangagwa, the man who was in charge when uh, Robert Mugabe conducted the genocide against the Ndebele people. Uh, this is Emerson Mnangakwa, the man who benefited from the war in the drc uh, from diamonds who is listed even at the UN as a practitioner in uh, the trade of blood diamonds. Who is Emerson Nangaqua? Robert McAvee's right-hand man, the only man in Zimbabwe who is richer than the country uh, because of uh, corruption. This is Emerson Mnangakwa, a reactionary a Mugabe right- and left-hand man who is pretending that he has removed Mugabe and is going to institute change. How can those who caused the unchange be the ones who caused change? So it was going to be better if another player from outside the circle of Robert Mugabe who did not participate in the genocide that eliminated more than 30,000 people, who did not use a national army to defend his businesses in the DRSC, and would not participate in the tyranny, uh, the despotism, and the corruption that brought Zimbabwe to this condition in the first place to be pretending that he is now removing Robert Mkabe and is going to bring change. So it's a, a contradiction in terms and in practice to say that Emerson Nangakwa is replacing Mkabe and it's a revolution. And most Zimbabweans and most serious political thinkers and philosophers in Africa and in the world, know that between Mugabe and Nangagwa, there is no replacement, but there is just reproduction.
1: So Re- Reproduction, the, no replacement. Uh, but I mean, there, there's no... I'm going to let you go. There's no There's no thought that they allies any longer, is there? Mugabe not? and Nangagwa? They, they're not allies any longer, are they?
2: It's an opportunistic uh, fight that Nangagwa has in his hands, but... So Mnangakwa and Solomon Mchuru, who who was assassinated uh, not so long ago, were all Mkaves operatives. So who is in charge right now is not even Mnangakwa. It's the army that is made out of the same guerrillas, the same poorly trained leaders, the same uh, unprepared people that have no idea, like what the other caller was saying, on how to run a country. That's where we're going to let you go. That's why I insist that, mark my words. We will be speaking after the elections. Zimbabwe is posed to be the next African Trapu sport. And I think the world, Africa, and the world of humanity must be vigilant.
1: Okay, got that. Thank you for your contribution, Dr. William Impofu, African political, and it's very clear that a coup it certainly was, and we have all the ingredients of a political catastrophe in place. That's very, very ominous, but what we want is very very honest opinion and that's exactly what 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 he's done you're going to have your own thoughts you could agree with him you could challenge him thumbs up thumbs down let's get your opinions we have a second guest uh, with us as well and that's joseph uh, makamba Busha, who's the leader of the Zim congress uh, party uh good chatting to you joseph thanks for your time
5: good evening Ashraf, and good evening to the listeners of
1: ffm all right you, you you've probably picked up what dr impofu has already said the uh, parts you agree with him parts you don't agree
5: well, I, I certainly, um, obviously, agree that uh, the current president of Zimbabwe, uh, um, Mr. Mnangagwa, was the right-hand man for President Mugabe and left-hand man for President Mugabe. But I don't want to be the prophet of doom in terms of us predicting catastrophe um, in in Zimbabwe. I, I don't believe Africa needs that right now. Uh, what is the fact is that uh, you know they came into power through. Uh, military intervention, um, and they are there to safeguard their interests, not Zimbabweans' interests. So that is a fact, um, and, and I think that that's what they're there for. Uh, as I said before, they took advantage of the population and the world discussed at um, how Maya Mugabe was behaving, um, and then their interests and the interests of Zimbabwe coincided at, uh, at that particular time um, and hence they used that as an excuse to obviously um, take over power but it was really for personal preservation and gains than, than anything else.
1: Okay, so you've heard that point about a catastrophe. Yes. Your response to that? Well, I, I don't think
5: there's going to be a catastrophe. Um, I think what we have seen is that the world have accepted the change uh, whether you know it was um for the good or not the good but certainly i think the the world they they accepted uh, you know that intervention and say it's good for zimbabwe i don't think there's going to be any catastrophe what's going to be there is a very managed uh, um kind of uh, continuation of Zanu-PF manipulation of the The Zimbabwean uh, economy and populace, they certainly benefited from DRC. Remember what brought Zimbabwe to where it is now is that they were spending almost $1 American dollars on funding the war in DRC, which was partly obviously for them to have their businesses there. They've got trucks businesses and other businesses in there, but certainly not to the benefit of the country. I don't believe that there will be civil war in Zimbabwe.
1: Okay, what, what do you think then is is likely to happen in terms of uh, Manangagwa on the one hand, we've got, we've got uh, we have a challenger, you suggesting you'll win it. You were very clear when you were in studio with me uh, a few weeks ago. There are many others who believe that uh, no chance for you. Some are even questioning your own position about your 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 visibility or your invisibility, but but very importantly, there are other challenges uh, that are at play, right? W- what do you think is going to happen in terms of who will lead the country the next day?
5: Well, I well, certainly agree with you. I, I think possibly, rightly to the callers, that in terms of my visibility is, is 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 not there. You see, the elections right now they are not t- tilted towards a fair. Um, and credible elections, because for elections to be able to be passed, they must be free, fair, and credible. There will never be fair because there's no liquidity in the country. There's no money for you to be able to conduct any extensive elections, um, campaigning, election campaigning, and go everywhere in the country because you just don't have the money. And secondly, the ruling party is using state resources. Now, once the president declares, uh, you know, the the debt for for the polls. Um, every government official who, or a former MP who is still standing for an MP position, must give back state assets, which is their vehicles and use of government fuel and other state resources. So they are using that, which means the elections will never be fair because they've got access to everything that they, they require. That's, uh, that's the first okay, point.
1: Okay, but, but isn't, isn't that the point? If the election is not fair, yeah, it won't be no matter what's going to happen, then then what is going to happen? Well, it won't be fair. Not
5: that, that what will happen. What will happen? But it will never be fair. You yes. have seen that the opposition, many the main opposition party, which is the MDC Alliance, led by Nelson Chamisa, the best saying that is, you know, if they are, the government does not accede uh, to their demands, the electoral commission, rather, uh, there won't be any elections. Um, uh, in Zimbabwe. We don't know obviously what plans they they have, but if you see the main or the touted main opposition party uh, still complaining about changes and the way the um, elections will be run, which means there's a problem. Uh, I mean, we have basically about 20 days or so to, to, to the polls, but you you're hearing the main opposition say that, you know what, we might go on strike or or demonstrations, or marches, or certainly
1: prevent the elections from happening at all. Well, I welcome further calls on this issue. Wait nine one one zero four two seven. We're talking Zimbabwe. That Zimbabwe election. So already, I think you need to start using it. Hashtag Zimbabwean or Zimbabwe elections um, or Zimbabwe election uh, on July the the thirtieth. Your your thoughts then? You know what can be done to combat the. The cynics, including yourself, about the con- the election will not be free and fair, that means who does one approach if in advance are there not sufficient political parties and large enough numbers of Zimbabwean people who believe it's not going to be free and fair and therefore they start lodging their protests now in the streets to the SEDEC to, to President Ramaphosa, to the African Union, why wait till after the election and then say we was robbed?
5: Well, I, I, that's a very good point, Ashraf. You see, what happened is that the world, as I said to you, accepted what happened in November, right? Okay. And in the name that we're removing a tyrant and so on, that was the first mistake, I think, in terms of the world accepting, you know, it, that type of uh, transition or, or change to speak. For me, if I, we were to put demands, would say that if a person has got money, a party has got money in the bank, they must be able... To access that money uh, unlimited, because kind you can only withdraw fifty dollars out of the bank. So if I've got ten thousand dollars and I want to use it to go to one of the provinces, the constituency, you can't access that, right? So for me, I'm saying if they were genuine, they should have uh, canvassed, you know, the IMF, European Union, African Union, to someone listen. For this period, let's put money into the financial system so that parties can have access to their money and be able to contest fairly. That's, that's the first request I would have done. The second one is to make sure that the use stops using state resources so that the campaign is free and fair. Mm-hmm. And thirdly, the ballot box, and also accede to the fact that the ballot box, the names of the presidential candidates must be in alphabetical order, but I understand the way it has been designed um, is such that you know uh, it favours uh, the, the 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 president of the ruling party. Then there was also demand to go and see or observe the printing of the uh, ballot papers. But I understand those who went they were just pointed at the machines. So there are all those issues obviously that have come up. But but our view is that you see they came into power to protect. Their own interests, not the interests of Zimbabwe.
1: Okay, what what then needs to happen? Is is there a? Uh, I mean, you are going to contest the election, right? Yes. Okay, so why would you contest even if it's not going to be free and fair?
5: Well, I these that Zimbabweans need to be able to see a change because you can stay out, which uh, what uh, the late Morgan Tsvangirai did in the rerun in twenty um all uh, it uh, and obviously Mugabe just continues um you know continued then uh as, as a winner uh, the fact that there's been a proclamation and observers are there or everybody have uh, said you know the outsiders that you know uh, i think the situation is 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 conducive it might be better than what was before but these are same people that prevented uh, Morgan Tsangrai from, uh, you know, getting into power. But there are the some people that have been building the systems for rigging. For, for, for so the mechanization has not changed because it's a system. Really, for me, it was not about Mugabe, but the entire system that needs to change. My view is that it's up to Zimbabweans now to be able to decide and reject. But the tragedy of African politics is that the larger population, until there's a massive educational program, they rely on handouts. And to see the madness in Zimbabwe, there's some people who are shouting at Mnangagwa, at uh, Grace Mugabe's rallies and there's some people that are shouting for Mnangagwa's name in favor of him, at his rallies. So it, it, it just boggles the mind to see 100,000 people who are attending Grace Mgabe uh, when she was shouting at everybody. Mm-hmm. And it's the same people who are doing the same. So you want to be able to understand their psychology, whether we've been so brainwashed that, you know, the average or voter is just waiting to be given um, a food hamper um, mm-hmm. in exchange mm-hmm. for votes and impunity for them to be able not even to govern the country, but to rule. The country. All right, so so I mean, you're you're
1: a man I've engaged with, I and mean, you're a bright guy in terms of the work you do. Understanding the psychology is an important point. If 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 food hampers gets them the vote, what what will be your your pitch, your psychological pitch that will get to the heart of a Zimbabwean voter, so he can then or she can then say, hold it, I'm going to vote for the Free Zim Congress Party.
5: So this is the point we are putting to them that in 1980. Their parents, you know, so if you had a mother and father in 1980, which is 38 years ago, they voted for PF, The child voted for PF. Both the child and the parents don't have jobs, and there's no income security, and they're still battling and relying on PF. So why vote for them? Then the grandchild is going to schools where there's not enough uh, books and um, other uh, learning tools so I'm saying you're killing your future. So your parents voted for Zino-PF, you're voting for Zino-PF, and their grandchild is not going to school. So really for a person to continue doing that, there has to be something very wrong. That's number one. Number two, you need to be able to get new leadership with new ideas that can create, uh, you, know, you know, a general different trajectory for the country. So... President Mugabe, former President Mugabe, adopted what he called the Look East policy, where he said, Well, I don't want to go to Britain or America because they impose these sanctions. I'm going to look at China and Asia as my friends. And he was going with the same minister who is the Minister of Finance, Patrick Shenamasam. And that's the same minister who is going with the current president. And you've got all these mega deals, they have been. Writing in the Fed owned media, but there's no money flowing into the economy.
1: Okay, so let's leave it at it that. We, we're going to have to leave it no. at that and let's see what happens. We will chat more, of course, about Zimbabwe. There's a, a massive appetite, and rightfully so, for what's happening in that election and and certainly us here on the Viewpoint show uh, well we must cover it and we will do so in detail by the way is there a certain angle we haven't quite touched on that you'd like us to talk about hashtag SAFM Viewpoint you can tweet us right away if you wish to drop me an email about that angle or everything else we do on the show Ashraf spelled A-S-H-R-A-F Ashraf at SAFM.co.za would love to engage uh, with you let's now get to our late night serial it's called well you should know the book of Zone 6